Hello and welcome to Impact Ed. I'm H.D. Chambers with A-Leaf ISD and I want to welcome everyone to today's episode. Um, there's some of you out there listen to Impact Ed occasionally. Some of you listen to it consistently and maybe this may be the first time, the first episode you've listened to. For those that have listened to us over the last year and a half or so, we, we've been pretty consistent in talking about the facility in which we record this podcast, the actual studio we recorded in. Uh, we talk about a lot of programs and a lot of opportunities for our for our students, both young and, and older. Our public relations staff thought it might be interesting to the listener for us to actually speak to the individuals, uh, both the student and the uh, the teacher, of the coursework that actually oversees the facility in which we're, we're working in. And so it's called digital design by technical terms. So all, all things digital design, and we're going to get into what that means in just a second. But we're going to have a student who's currently a, a senior at Hastings High School, Mr. Kenneth Lopez, is going to uh, kind of represent a student perspective and what he is doing and what he would like to do in his future as it relates to the digital design pathway. And then Mr. Bobby Getch, who's the instructor, and he's the one who has has worked behind the scenes since day one of Impact Ed. And so, Bobby and Kenneth, thank you guys for joining us on Impact Ed. Thanks for having us. You bet. And, Bobby, I'm going to let you start. And y'all can't see this if you're listening, but I got this very detailed, organized (laughs) document in front of me. And uh, we're going to we're going to stay to it. It's probably best not to use it. (laughs) Well, that's what I tell people. They, you know, a lot of time we have guests that come in here and they have these three ring binders that are opened up and they got notes and outlines right. and they hardly ever open them up because once we start <laughs> talking, they everything they were prepared for, they're, they're able to talk about it. But anyway, Bobby, if you don't mind, just introduce yourself real quickly, kind of what your role is. Kenneth, I'll do the same thing with you. Mm-hmm. And then let's just kind of have a conversation about digital design in, in the high school setting. Okay. And what does that mean? And particularly interested in, Kenneth, your perspective on what it's exposed you to and so much so that now that you think you may have a something a plan for your future so bobby i'll turn it over to you okay uh, again bobby getch i'm the instructor for the digital design class right here at the a leaf center for advanced careers so digital design is three things for us here it's audio video production it's graphic design and commercial photography and we we have uh, students from all walks of life in those areas so we just combine them into one class and we just explore our skills and and projects and just have fun with it if you ever walk in this area it looks like a playroom i mean you got <laughs> you had sets set up all over the place we got toy motorcycles toy over mo- here yeah, and you got had, legos and <laughs> yeah making claymation videos and, yes sir so uh kenneth talk to me about well first of all introduce yourself mm-hmm. and then talk to me a little bit about what what you're doing here uh yes my name is kenneth lopez i am a senior at hastings high school i am many things i am a 3d modeler i'm a programmer and i'm a video game designer and director uh here at the a leaf center for advanced careers we do a, ver- a various amount of things just recently we just finished a stop motion video project where we messed around with clay figures and uh lego figures and such currently we're in the pre-production stages of planning a music video and we're also doing a motorcycle photo shoot uh, on the side. Essentially, it's this program just incorporates a lot of various amounts of things that I think if you're interested in the program, there's essentially something here specifically for you. The setup of this entire area of, of the building, when you walk into it, the first thing you notice, it looks like a uh, a local newsroom, like a, news, right. a, a TV station yeah. newsroom. Let's, let's kind of start there. 
and then we can work our way around the, the okay. building. So what, what goes on in that? Because you have, you have the green. Yes, sir. When you walk right into the building or in the classroom, rather, we have a, a large green screen. And we have uh, some curtains so we can have like a practical set on the side. Uh, we can build virtual sets. So the, we have a TriCaster system that you can build a virtual set around you. You have a background and a foreground. And the student can sit behind a fake desk. And we can put a fake TV monitor next to them and put pictures that pop in and out mm-hmm. as they're talking. And uh, so th- that's that's the broadcasting part. We have a big control room that operates two large cameras, and we can run up to four cameras. Uh, we bring in musical guests, and we uh, like A-Leaf Idol, the people, right. the, the teachers and the students to come. And we record them doing their musical act, and we put that in our news program that we produce every week. We'll talk about the news program a little bit. I don't okay. know if that's relatively new or if that's something that – that we're doing, but kind of talk about what that is. And we do a classroom spotlight where we go to a classroom here in the in the building. For example, uh, animal science, mm-hmm. and they talk about what they do. The teacher talks about the lesson that they're doing. Then we interview the student, and they talk about the lesson that they're doing. And we we just kind of organize it like it's a channel two type news right. story. And then we go into some general announcements like points of pride. We'll bring that in. We do that after school on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we do uh, some sports information, and then we will try to get a musical act in there. And then we'll just have a closing. And Kenneth's done the opening uh, a couple of times already. Mm-hmm. So it's just a general overview of the show. And and uh, when we were at Taylor, we did one every single week. Yeah. And so uh, we're we're still working the bugs out over here. We just got all the equipment in. And it's all it. it's all student driven. Yes, sir. Yeah. The- the production part of it, mm-hmm. the actual performance, yeah, the and, editing and yeah. and all that. So we we come and sit down and we we piece everything. We have a template on the timeline of the software, so yeah. we just drop that in and drop that in, and, and all the little things are still you know there. We just renew it every week. And Kenneth, what are your uh, what are your plans? I mean, what have you taken from from your experience in digital design? Because I know we talked a little bit beforehand about what you what you'd like to do in the future. Talk about what you're thinking about doing once you get out of high school and. And kind of how that all started or where did you get the, I don't know, the incentive or the motivation? So essentially what I plan after high school is to get an associate's in business management and then right after uh, finishing that degree to start up my own video game design company. Currently, I'm taking steps to develop my own video game uh, that I've been making for the past year uh, within various programs that I've learned to use throughout the years. The main one being Blender, which is a 3D design program that I learned through in graphic design two back at my main campus mm-hmm. with Mr. O'Kylan. Great teacher, by the way. And he appreciates that. that. <laughs> we'll make sure he gets a copy. Of <laughs> and so I learned so much, especially with him uh, regarding design and as well as leadership principles, uh, work ethic, mm-hmm. such and such. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I take deep to heart whenever I work with people uh, with my own personal game project. I'm working it by myself, uh, but I do plan on having others come on board and help along with it. Currently, uh, I'm in the planning stages of getting it done. I'm still working out all the little dents and uh, getting a lot of the visuals done, but I have the concepts, I have ideas, and I also have a working project file uh, at my home computer where essentially I'm putting everything together, the 3D models, the code, the music and such. And it's been a joy to work with and a joy to learn all of this throughout the years. Good. 
I mean, this particular industry is so, it's obviously so technology driven, but it's also driven by specific types of programs or apps or or, mm-hmm. or tools. You mentioned Blender or Bender. Or Blender. Blender. I mean, there are people like me, we don't have a clue, <laughs> you know, what that is or what it what it does for Kenneth and, and other students. I'm not going to ask you when did you get involved, interested in video games. I think every kid, <laughs> that, that goes back to beginning of time. But in terms of this as being something you think you want to do in the future, when did that spark hit you? Essentially, it started around 2018. I believe that was my sophomore year. I was going through essentially a sort of phase where I was confused as to what I really wanted to do. And then, of course, uh, I looked at the the things that I enjoy and one of them being creating things because at the time I was heavily into creating things in Photoshop. Not as much uh, now because I moved on to 3D design, but at the time I was more into 2D digital design and of course video games, which was another thing that I like to do. At first, I really didn't know where to start because I didn't know any coding, any programs, but then I enrolled into the computer science wing at the home campus and into the graphic design wing as well. And then I realized there are certain pathways where you have to take initiative on yourself and make sure that you take steps at home, not just what you learn at school. And so I hopped on and bought a computer and then I started going ham and learning a lot of things such as uh, my own code as well as how to design things on my own. And that's part of I mean, you do it You do it at school, but you also do it as a part of just having, enjoying life at home because mm-hmm. you've got the technology. Bobby, were your, with your experience and, and what not, not only what you brought over from Taylor, the addition of this facility obviously is a, is a game changer for A uh, big for, game changer, yes, kids. sir. I'm just curious as a professional, how much learning did you have to do or are you still doing to try to keep up with all of what these kids are, and not yeah. only with the facility and all the equipment, but just trying to keep up with kids and what's happening in the industry? Yeah, it's changing. Um, there's going to be jobs 10 years from now that don't exist today. Mm-hmm. And so we, it's always changing. And uh, every time there's a new piece of software coming out, I'm like, wow, that, that's cool. Okay, I got I to gotta research that now. And uh, some of the students bring up stuff that I've never seen before. And, and, and I'm like, okay, we got to look into that. In fact, a lot of the software that we have now was because a student showed it to me. back Way back when I was a teacher at the ninth grade center, a student came in and he said, hey, uh, Mr. Getch, do you know you have this software on the computer? It's called Adobe Audition. And I go, oh, really? What is it? He says, oh, yeah, you can you can record multi-track and uh, you know studio recording, and that's the software we're using right now to record this podcast show. And uh, the other program was uh, Music Maker, and the kid came in and showed it to me on his laptop, and it was like a thirty-dollar program. And mm-hmm. then Taylor had we had we bought the whole lab with this, and you can make your own music, and and you know that that way the kids can make their own music for the projects that they're working on, so they don't have to go and you know, use something that's copyrighted or, or what mm-hmm. have you. So mm-hmm. that, that was the whole purpose of having it. And uh, it just constantly, constantly watching YouTube videos and, and you know, hey, I want to I learn how to do that and uh, talking to people that know how to do it and following their example. So, yeah, it's, there's a, there's, it's, it's massive. So anybody that's going into the teaching, uh, my hat's off to you. There's a lot of uh, outside training. You feel like sometimes, Kenny, the, the kids are out and, 
ahead of the, the adults in this? <laughs> uh, certain times, yes. But of course, everyone has different strengths and weaknesses. And of course, everyone knows different things. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's good to have a mix of people who know different things and are aware of certain programs just to you know maximize the exposure out there. You mentioned earlier you're going to try to get your uh, associates in business management. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. You know, what what's the motivation behind doing that as you begin launching into the digital the digital space? So essentially, at first, I I planned on not going to college due to the fact that well, since technology is always changing, programs always update. There's always new things to learn. Universities and colleges uh, may not always put in the effort to keep those courses updated mm-hmm. and keep the syllabus. Um, uh, to what is inter- industry standard at the time. So I kind of realized that. And of course, that's why I'm not going uh, into a majoring in digital design, because by the time I'm out, you know, I could be four years behind of what it's, what's standard for the industry. But then I realized if I'm going to do this on my own, I need to start a business if I'm going to make this into a living. Mm-hmm. Because of course, I need professional work in order to get hired by any sort of big companies such as Activision Blizzard or uh, CD Projekt Red. Those are big video game companies mm-hmm. right now. And so if I can't get professional work done, I might as well just start my own business. And I need to learn about the legal stuff that goes into it, the logistics and everything that goes into accounting. Of course, math is important when dealing with money. And that's why I'm just going in for a short time to learn all the ropes and just get ready before I get too deep into the water. Smart, very smart. <laughs> Sound uh, like you're a head head corporation operator already. <laughs> the way you're talking about it. Yeah. Well, you you've you know we've got all these programs offered in this building. You you know you've got construction management and welding and mm-hmm. auto technicians and cybersecurity and architecture and all. I mean you name it and we've got it. One of the things that that I think we need to keep building upon is teaching the entrepreneurial side of mm-hmm. of it, which is kind of what you're saying. You're you're how do I get, I guess, a foundation of business acuum on how to run a business? And then I'm gonna go do what I really want to what I really love to do and turn that into my business. Mm-hmm. As opposed mm-hmm. to what do I really love to do and not knowing how to use it as a business. You just the difference is one's a hobby, the other's a career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just happen to be making a career with something you like to do. Bobby, do you see that as a something lacking with not just digital design students, but, you know, kids that are going through some of these programs, there needs to be more of a, a business type of perspective conversation with them, not only on the content of the course, but the, how do you scale it from just an idea and a, and, a, and, a, and a hobby to a business? When I talk to my students about the stuff that we do in here, there there's two things that come up. Okay, you're going to work for a company, like let's say, for example, Pixar mm-hmm. or, or, you know, Activision or whatever the video game companies are out there. Or you're going to do something for yourself, or it could be both. You can you can be working at a company and doing a side type thing. But for example, uh, videography. You know, there's lots of videographers out there that do uh, weddings and you know quinceañeras, birthday yeah, parties, things like that. Freelance type yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then they make eight hundred bucks on a weekend, but they also have another job working. You know, mm-hmm. at whatever other job they do, and and so uh, so we we talk about that, and I think that's the first couple of weeks in my class is, uh, okay, what are you guys, what are we going to do? And uh, where, you, where, what are you going to do to prepare yourself in the workforce? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to go to college. Okay. What, let's start thinking about where you're going. Are you looking into that? Are you applying for scholarships? Are you applying for your, you know, the, the application to get in? And so, um, yeah, I think um, 
and, and a lot of them, you know, hey, we, I got to, hey, we got to get on that because you're, yeah. hey, this is your last year. So what are we going to do? The appeal of programs like in digital design, the appeal to students, is it a strong appeal? Do you see it? Um, I mean, I know there's kid, there's students who are in programs on the main campus, but this this whole idea of gaming and just, I mean, if you walked in here, it looks like just a playroom. There's a bunch of stuff that it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just kids playing, you know. But in reality, they're learning a very valuable skill and very yeah. valuable, maybe helpful. Do kids recognize these opportunities are out there? Oh, yes, definitely. So whenever I show them pictures or tell them the projects that I'm working on, they're essentially caught off guard because they didn't know that this was possible within mm-hmm. this district. And I tell them that, of course, this facility was made two years ago, correct? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was in our sophomore yeah. year. Right. So, of course, uh, seniors now, not all of them are uh, completely aware of of this. And I was lucky to be enrolled into the career path that led to being in this class. Mm-hmm. So I got the opportunity to be here. But whenever I tell people about what we do here and the equipment that we work with, they're surprised and they're impressed that we get to work with such advanced equipment and everything that can be essentially regarded as professional work. Mm-hmm. We did a Impact Ed episode that's a while back. We did it with a young lady who's currently in medical school at the mm-hmm. University of Texas, I remember if you that recall one. that. Yeah. And she came over and looked at the health sciences equipment and classrooms and all the resources. And she said, our medical school doesn't offer this type of equipment. Yeah. She goes, this is- yeah when I was in college, we didn't have this type of stuff. Yeah. I, we, I did a thing in college on video production. We were using VHS tapes, you know, back then. Well, yeah. And there'll be a point in time in the future, this will all be obsolete. You know, there's yeah. it, it, it evolves. I think the healthy thing, though, is, is that as long as we have, you know, kids like Kenneth and others who are interested in this, and they keep bringing, hey, Mr. Gesh, yeah. have you seen this? Have you seen yes. this? Have you seen this? Let's do this. I think that's the way you, you continue progressing as a program and keeping kids, at least it being relative to kids, you know, to, to students, because that's the my biggest fear about digital design as an example is that students look at it as just another course. Like I, I want them to look at it as this is an opportunity. It's a right. Yeah, it's a course. Yeah, you mm-hmm. got to take care of your business, and you got, but it's also bigger than that. It's a, it's a lot bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Does, that does that make sense to you? Yep, that's important to me, Bobby. We talked about the front of the, you know, the kind of the newsroom, if you will. Yes, sir. What are some of the things that the average taxpayer or the average person may not know is being taught in here that if you're not in the program, you don't know that it exists. You don't even know we're doing this. And it, to, to Kenneth's point, we got students that sometimes don't know it. We sometimes get involved in the community. Well, over the summer, we did a video for the Hope Clinic, and it was just to highlight their program. And they had a new campus opening over there in the Aldine area. And so we went over there. We shot the video. We did some drone footage, and we came back, put it all together. And uh, they showed it at a big, uh, it was some kind of a big lunch informal. And they invited me to go, and they, they showed that off. And uh, from that video, it gave us a referral to the Archaeology Now Society. So they came to us and they said, hey, we need y'all to recreate a board game that was played 4,000 years ago with the Aztecs and Mayans. <laughs> it was just a crisscross. It's not nothing, you know, mm-hmm. nobody knows about it. It, it. People still play it today. But they needed it in their ancient games program. They have a community event called Ancient Games and they had it out at Memorial City Mall. In fact, the girls that worked on it are in this period. So uh, we, we made them the design. We put some Aztec characters involved and we made the board. And it was about, I don't know, uh, two feet wide by two, you know, two feet square. Mm-hmm. So we printed it out and uh, we 
got down with construction. They they gave us a wooden platform to base it on, and we framed it. And and so we took it over to Memorial City Mall for the event, and people in the community played on the game that we we recreated. Right. What the Aztecs did and and the Mayans <laughs> played. And so, uh, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And not only was graphic design, it was history, it was culture, and it was art. And it brought people together to play interactively like like you do in Monopoly when you play Monopoly. So that type of family event type of thing. So that was pretty cool. So uh, graphic design is one of those things, you know, with the the board game. When we're doing another one called Roman Rota, it's kind of like a tic-tac-toe game. Um, that the Romans used to play. So we got a, I got a kid over there that's got some designs already made up on the computer. So that's pretty cool. It's amazing. The archaeological society yeah. and digital design somehow connect. Yeah, and they want us to do more next year. So we're giving them the uh, the Rota game next mm-hmm. year. So. Well, those are the things that, yeah, those are the opportunities you don't plan on. They just have, they mm-hmm. just, you know something's going to happen. You just don't know what it is. Right, yeah, you, right. You're not sure how, it, how it's going to evolve. Kenneth, you talked earlier that when you get into your gaming company and industry you're, you kind of enjoy the whole sci-fi kind of backdrop is that is that fair uh yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby, Kenneth and I are both nerds on this subject so <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah so to convince a guy that doesn't necessarily get into that kind of stuff what what is it that people enjoy because obviously it's a multi-billion dollar industry mm-hmm. so regarding the video games part what captivates a lot of people is the interactivity within the stories. Of course, with a movie, you just sit down and watch the movie. But with video games, it can often be you're controlling your character. You get to decide what they do, depending on how the programmer and the designers get to uh, put together the game. Mm-hmm. But that's essentially the main drive for what video games offer, uh, at least the story ones. Uh, multiplayer ones, it's it's a different story with the ones that have story, a hook, and characters that you can mm-hmm. get attached to just like in movies. And of course, regarding the genre that I specifically want to get in, which is sci-fi, just like with a lot of sci-fi things, uh, I'm inspired by stuff such as Star Wars yeah. and the like. I absolutely love that series. And really? so, <laughs> and so, you, so, so your generation still finds that. Oh, absolutely. You should yeah. see my bookshelf. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> it's filled with a bunch of those novels. Uh, but what captivates me the most out of video games, specifically sci-fi video games, is just the ability to paint on a canvas that pretty much uh, not a lot of people have. You get to choose what story you want to tell and how you get to tell it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's what drives me because I absolutely love creating things. It's one of the biggest passions right now. If I'm not creating something, then, you know, I'm not living. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's essentially my goal in life. I want to make sure to let people in the public know this is what's in my head. This is what I want to paint. It's what I want to illustrate so that you all can see uh, what goes on. Uh, and what I want to present to the world. You know, I want to tag on to him that these video games that are coming out now, they're like major Hollywood productions now. You have your set designers. You have your voice actors. You have to have a script writer. You have to have a story designer. It's it's a huge production. Two years to develop one type of program. It applies a lot of things that we do here in digital design. Come a long way from Pong. Yeah, <laughs> it's impressive. Right. It is. I, I yeah, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a gamer. A PlayStation. I watch my kids play it. And yeah, you're right, Bobby. It's a. It's a movie. It's yeah. I mean, you're you're in. The, I guess the cool thing is you're in the movie. Like mm-hmm. you're, and you're, a lot of the voice actors are Hollywood yeah, A-listers, yeah, you yeah, know. And yeah. so that's fascinating. Where do you see this going? 
the exposure that students like Kenneth are having to the career pathways that they used to not be there. You said earlier that we hope we're preparing kids for jobs that don't even exist. Where, where's the, and maybe Kenneth, you, maybe you're better equipped to answer the question. <laughs> Where do we see this going? One thing that I know is that a lot of the stuff that we're doing here, there's still a basic foundation for some of the newer things that are coming out that, and all yeah. these jobs that are going to be created that we don't know about yet. The video production, the, the foley that we do, we create sound effects for, for our production. That's all going to stay the same. I don't think, I don't see that changing. Right. But there might be a future thing coming up that will will implement that. Uh, there's a new series called The Mandalorian, and I was watching the behind the scenes footage on this, and they they have a new innovation that they apply with this. And instead of a green screen, they're using a it's like a 50 foot by 60 feet tall LED screen. And it's just one big giant TV. Good Lord. And they put all the graphics in place. And when they're when it's reflecting light back on metal objects, it reflects that scene instead instead of a green whatever they have on mm-hmm. the green screen. They can also make it a green screen, and it's all digital. So I was like watching that was super interesting. I'm like that's a whole new level there. Before the Mandalorian was made, uh, we didn't have that. You watch you watch movies from the. I don't know, 50s, 60s, even in the 70s. Yeah. All the backdrops are real, but they're, <laughs> but they're also projecting and recording them in real places. Yeah. Whereas now you watch a movie and you don't know whether that's a <laughs> digitally enhanced yeah, or. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah, I know. You can't it's, tell. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Kenneth, what would you like to leave as a message for people that listen to this, this episode, whether they're kids or adults or from a student's perspective, what is your message? Uh, this doesn't only apply to digital design. This applies to pretty much any industry that whether it exists or it doesn't exist yet, if it's offered here at Ailey for uh, if you have to learn it by yourself, pretty much just take advantage of the opportunities that you're given. But not only that, just like make sure that if it's something that you're really passionate about to take it above and beyond and mm-hmm. uh, learn about it in your own time, uh, such as me. I wasn't taught how to make video games. I didn't take the video game course at my home campus. I learned through tutorials on the internet. I took initiative and uh, learned by myself and applied the skills and techniques that I uh, learned in class and, and learned something new. Make sure to keep it in your own hands and control uh, the way that you're steering the wheel. I'm curious, is there any family history or background in digital design or? Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my family, we come from farming in yeah, Guatemala and right. I'm a first generation student. So so you're you're plowing the way, part, <laughs> pardon the pun, right? Yep. What do your, par- what do your parents think about it? Uh, initially, they weren't sure because they really wanted me to go to Harvard. Uh, they've been saving up uh, since I was like five years old to either become a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah, That didn't captivate me as much as uh, what I want to do now. Of course, it won't mm. make as much money. And of course, it'll take as much time and effort to uh, really get into the high end of what it has to offer, but it's something that I truly enjoy. Of course, uh, they're supportive. They think uh, they'd rather have me do something else, but they're happy that I'm happy with doing what I want to do. Well, par- parents are notorious, including me. Yeah, me We're too. notorious <laughs> for wanting to play it safe. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just go get you a degree in teaching or law, or and then if you want to dabble in this, you can go dabble in it. But Kenneth, you're an example, I think, of a uh, going back to the last couple of generations of 
graduates that that mm-hmm. have kind of you know my generation we all played it safe we we'd go to school and yeah. get a degree in something so we could but you guys have so many options mm-hmm. and a lot of them and I know this is not the topic of this episode but a lot of those options don't require a four year degree mm-hmm. yeah you know they don't they don't require sitting in a college class and and being bored out of your mind for <laughs> for half your half your college life so mm-hmm. well I know I asked a question about your parents because being first generation with yourself and and coming from a farming background family this is probably like a foreign language to them mm-hmm. yeah other than what you share with them and whenever i tell them stories about what i do uh, at school they they always think i'm talking in some sort of, like <laughs> mandarin or or well, something probably, something they, that's not Spanish. Yeah, they're probably thinking, are you, are you playing at school? Are you actually doing <laughs> – what are you – are you actually doing any work? So, uh, Bobby, or what advice? I mean, you've been doing this a long time as, a, as an instructor. Yeah, What's, you know, um, <clears throat> we just had uh, – what was it? Auto One group here doing a video shoot. And, you know, we, we let them use the facility and they took the files with them. Yeah. And uh, Kenneth was helping out with one of the videos – Mm-hmm. Uh, that they were doing in the hallway. And so he was asking, so um, how do you want me to shoot this? And then the I think one of the people out in the hall said, hey, you're the director. You you tell us what to do. <laughs> and then when he said that, uh, uh, Kenneth assumed authority. He just said, okay, let's do it. And I was like, I just stepped back and said, that's the way it ought to that's, be. Uh, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. It is. So, yeah. And, and I got this from watching behind the scenes movies, Night at the Museum. The director was uh, Sean Levy. And the first thing he talked about was assume authority. He was in a directing class. And the, the teacher said, when you're going to be in this type of business, you have to assume authority. And uh, if you don't, somebody else will, and they're probably going to do it the way you don't want to do it. Yeah. And um, so, and, and that that applies to a lot of things. The, the the successful people, if you look at the consistency of what they do and how, why they're successful, you know, they always take charge. They're confident. Um, you know, they they have direction. And uh, I, I I see that in in Kenneth. You know, he's we're gonna we're gonna see you. You know, in the future. So don't forget us. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> come back and and, then, and talk to our students and uh, you know. Well, I think I think yeah. it's important. That's important advice in terms of taking charge, not only of whatever the project is, but just taking charge of your own life. And the thing that makes me smile. So this building is really nice, and there's a lot of programs going on on our home campuses as well that are mm-hmm. planting the seeds that are perhaps more important than what's going on over here. Mm-hmm. Once you get kids over here, you've already kind of got them captured. They're they're in what they want to be in. But the thing that does make me smile is when I when I walk into a program like this, and we see we see kids like Kenneth and others that they're actually enjoying school. Like this yeah. is, <laughs> I'm not saying it's your favorite thing in the world. Of, it's more enjoyable than perhaps it could have been without without the opportunity to engage in something you like. Definitely. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. And do you think you speak for most kids with in terms of their perception of whether it's in this class or any other program where you're actually doing real life stuff? Is that do you, do you think that kind of is shared by most kids? Uh, yes, a lot of people agree with the fact that it's important to do what you love uh, because that's yeah. where you find most of the enjoyment. As long as it makes a little money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> You know, some people say, I just want to be happy. Well, you could be happy, yeah. but be happy paying your bills, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, well, I've enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, Bobby, yeah. is there anything we've left out? or? From- um, 
No, I think we we covered a lot of stuff, and it was uh, it was a good conversation. Yeah. Well, I know your kids. We could have spent twenty minutes talking about all the awards and accomplishments, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. tons of them. There, there's you just mentioned. I mean, you just kind of breezed over it. But Group One Auto was in here shooting a video shoot. Yeah. Well, Group One Auto was the, if not the largest, one of the largest auto uh, owner of auto dealerships across the world. Right. And they're partners with our school district, and they do a lot of work mm-hmm. in our auto tech program. But as, as a perfect example of this of this building and how people work with each other. You got auto, I mean, auto industry working yeah. with a digital design group for an auto group, auto, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. video. And one of the guys that was working with him is a media guy. He He's freelanced. And so whenever they need editing or they, they, they send him the footage and he, he does it for them mm-hmm. and pays him by the, by the edit job. So there, there's all these kinds of little things you can do with, with what you learn in here. You know, you, yeah, there's, Tons and tons of opportunities. So anyway, well, I want to thank both of you guys. I appreciate it. We'll continue watching you and keeping up with you. And and, uh, and obviously this program, Impact Ed, is, was born and continues to exist right now because of the digital design you know, team here, yeah. Bobby, you personally, and then some of the kids that work on it. I wanted to say, you know, this we're going to do a podcast, an Impact Ed podcast on the people that actually – Bring the podcast, you know, yes, the podcast yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so uh, it's, uh, I'm grateful and appreciative for everything you guys do. Well, it's fun and we enjoy working on the show. So, uh, well, very good. Well, yeah. thank you guys. All right. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks, You're Kenneth. welcome. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for doing it. This has been Impact Ed. I'm HD Chambers. If you want any more information about the digital design program at ALEAF, go to our website and, or go to the ALEAF Center for Advanced Careers website and you'll find. Just do a little searching for digital design and you'll find all you need. With that, thank you guys and have a great day. This has been an AMP production.